0: The positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a 3 strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, 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 not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. Hey, I have a tick. Really? I've been podcasting with you for had Ten years, and I didn't notice it. <laughs>
1: it's tick.
0: Different tick. Which tick was it?
1: He has a number of ticks. You gotta talk
2: in the mic, babe. He has a number of ticks. <laughs> <laughs> I just shake to the side real quick, like I'm looking. At Are we recording People this? think I'm looking at we're them sometimes. We're recording. Damn, do
3: I have a tick? Because sometimes I do that.
2: I, everybody has ticks, I, I think.
4: Don't. Andrew spends a lot of time lying down in fields with long grass. <laughs> you have to get him inspected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: he is a farm animal. That's what
4: she says
2: whenever I have my other tick, which happens when I sneeze. Uh She calls me a barnyard. Well,
1: he's a
4: little barnyard donkey, but you can spot the ticks very easily because of his pale, translucent skin.
0: Kicks out (laughs) his back leg. (laughs) Damn donkey. My
4: my mother in law has a dog with long, shaggy hair. Cannot fucking find a goddamn tick. And now the dog has Lyme disease. Are you happy? Is that something you wanted? Damn, you son of a bitch.
0: Anders Lee.
4: Do vaccines cause Lyme disease? Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest today. It's Andrew's mother. Right. <laughs> Asking about the responsibility of vaccines. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Oh, hello.
0: What up? Welcome to the show. It's Potty in America. I'm Jake Flores. Anders Lee's is here. Andrew's like, here.
4: Oh, T- oh Barnard.
0: Ticking time, barnyard time style. They Alex. call me the ticking uh, wrestler who has
2: epilepsy. Yeah. It's called <laughs> the ticking time bomb.
0: <laughs> you about to set off the bomb. <laughs>
4: tick, tick. Tick. <laughs> Uh, they just play that one episode of Pokemon behind the money comes in. <laughs> what one episode? The one with all the flashing lights. There's a famous sequence of Pokemon that causes epilepsy. Is that the
2: one? Okay, I remember this. Did that get banned in the U.S.? Am I, I think they changed it. Yeah. Okay, so it only aired in Japan.
4: I don't know what fantastic attack Pikachu does that hurt all those children, but uh, we couldn't see it raw. We couldn't handle it, like Donald Trump looking directly at the sun. And I'm Alex. Hello. <laughs>
0: And joining us... You want to do this, Anders? Okay. Joining
2: us is a uh, the members of a new group podcast. New uh, girl band. <laughs>
3: yeah. Hot new
2: group. New pod just <laughs> dropped. Uh, they are Cargo Cults.
3: That's us, baby.
2: We have Michelle Greenstein. Hello. And Naomi Caravani, who our listeners probably know.
3: Yeah. Good do, do the listeners know that you guys are dating? Yeah. That's cool. We can reference this that. This is the, the
2: soft launch of both... <laughs> Your podcast and our relationship. I'm shipping it,
3: <laughs> <laughs> May Anders.
4: <laughs> there's gotta be a better it. one than May Anders. <laughs> And-o-me. Andomi. 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 Almost worse. Ooh, you don't need to combine the last name too. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Some people. I, be a terrible hyphen.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hyphen people are thinking because if everybody takes that seriously, then in 50 years there's gonna be.
4: The names will names. be too long. And that's yeah. what we're discussing today.
3: Caravan <laughs> Lee works so well, though.
2: Caravan Cara- Lee? Yeah.
3: It sounds like an advert. It's just like her name, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Join the caravan. You know what I'm thinking is there's an Irish tradition of making the mother's maiden name the middle name, which is part of, I think.
4: My family my does own. that.
2: Yeah. My f- I have two middle names. One of them is my mom's last name. Mm. Uh, and I guess we would do that. But I think my last name would make a good middle name. So if we have a kid, yeah. If oh, is the last yeah. Of the Lee, you throw the
3: that's Lee. If yeah. you last have a Chinese, Chinese child, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a last name.
4: Oh, very yeah, important to understand. It's
3: like an L with an apostrophe, like before your actual last name.
4: Yeah. We should get it out front that uh, Naomi and Anders are sharing a mic as well, be- because yeah. I didn't want to kiss Anders today. Let's get in front of the controversy. <laughs> that.
0: That's right. why it's good. it sounds like that. Um, what are we talking about? Did you guys hear about this Hannah Gadsby person? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of her. Yeah.
2: Or them, them, them. Them. Sorry. Oh fuck well, you're
3: Anders, how could Let's
1: start I the podcast over. It's
4: been 180 <laughs> seconds.
0: Um,
1: <laughs>
4: Hannah
0: Gatsby's next special is going to be called Anders. <laughs> the Anders Lee. Uh, fuck. I don't know how to make a pun about this. <laughs> uh, Andersmatic. Yeah. I don't know. Problem. Problem. Problematic. <laughs> so after yeah there you go, go.
3: There, they've got a new well special done.
2: a new special no, they just got dropped. a new
3: exhibit i thought it's a new a,
0: exhibit yeah it's not a special and it's like
3: a few blocks away now isn't it at the brooklyn museum it's at the yeah. brooklyn
0: museum let's
3: go live podcast from there
0: oh man and actually i didn't realize how close it was we yeah. could have done that well
1: part of the exhibit is her special playing on loop
0: So oh, special. is they
3: are <laughs> is it, wait, is Prop it the old Naomi. special or a new one that they created just for this exhibit?
0: No, it's, it's like little booths with, uh, oh. with Nanette clips oh, on Nanette. a loop. Okay. Oh, yeah. The way they God. do it in museums. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it sucks. That seems like self-promotion. <laughs> and why
3: yeah, we... that's one way to get eyeballs on your material, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's like a couple of scathing reviews of it out now that seem to imply that uh, what's happening is it's pablo picasso's 50th are you eating no 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 i'm just (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) you're concerned about the air conditioner but you're gonna eat
3: (laughs) he's gonna crinkle
0: on my (laughs) podcast the issue was i
4: opened a rice krispie too close to the microphone but (laughs) i will not leader. you
3: (laughs) you seem like the leader of the podcast barking are you those are you the head Uh, there's no head
2: but i am mad (laughs) (laughs) That is, I just want to clarify, this is not just any, this is a home-style original Rice Krispies. I guess they made them extra loud.
4: It it (laughs) means the the marshmallows are larger. I did a podcast yesterday where I was paid in this Rice Krispie. (laughs) And I'm trying to enjoy it now. Is that true? I thought I could do it. Yeah, it's true. Also, it probably won't come out. So I really just like hung out with a friend for a Rice Krispie. Yeah. Was this Hannah Gatsby? It was not Hannah Gatsby. God bless them. They and
0: didn't give you a rice There, Wonderful exhibit.
4: <laughs> what is happening at this exhibit? We're all talking about it. Okay. Right. Here's and what we're, we're not mad we at me.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm mad for plenty of reasons that I have nothing to do with this podcast. I just live an angry life. I'll stop yelling at you guys. Uh and yell at Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby. Yes. So, What happened with this exhibit is that it's the 50th anniversary of Pablo Picasso's death. So there are like a lot of Picasso exhibits. um, Because uh, I guess the art world is like Anders and when you have an anniversary of something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is
2: established on the podcast.
0: I'm the only person who keeps track of anniversaries. (laughs) You're right, though, apparently. It's what the art world does.
1: Yeah, have you had a this day in history calendar? Well, how about that being your boyfriend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He
2: loves them. Oh, the Lusitania was sunk today. (laughs) Except... Is that. I know Franz Ferdinand was shot on my birthday.
3: Oh, if you produce this date out of your brain right now, I'll be so impressed.
2: Uh, January seventh, nineteen fourteen. No fucking way. No, I don't know. January uh, no, no, fifteen. I
4: didn't mean to Let's trigger you about it. the Lusitania. I was just <laughs> pulling any
2: reference. Anyway, you know, that's funny. we don't each actually keep track of our anniversary, and <laughs> every year <laughs> it's not
4: important.
2: But I, it's it not gets, historical. It gets it's all like the Lusitania. <laughs> but I get I get or an email. I get an email every year on the day after our anniversary, which is the anniversary of when I emailed my mom to say, hey, I have a, I have a girlfriend. She,
3: <laughs> Jesus.
2: She emails me every year on that
0: day. <laughs> oh.
4: That's not the anniversary of anything.
0: Well, that's where it comes from, huh? It's like genetic. I guess so. Yeah. His she, mother is the Sherlock Holmes disease. <laughs> she's somewhere. She's like, did you know it's the anniversary of my son getting a girlfriend? <laughs> Or not the day they uh, got together,
4: but the day he told me about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, May seventh, nineteen fifty, in Lusitania. Okay, you were so close. Right. Wow. You were close. You said
2: seventh. You I did believe. say seven. But
0: like I said fourteen at first, it was fifteen.
3: Dude,
4: I'm
0: I'm impressed. I That's only
3: heard seven.
0: Like a month ago. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. What did you do to celebrate?
0: I st- I sunk a little ship in my bathtub.
2: Just like a little model plastic <laughs> ship, I bit in half.
4: And then everyone went to war. Yeah.
0: That's cool. That took two years, but yeah. So it's Pablo Picasso's birthday. <laughs> no, it's not his birthday. It's his death day. Yesterday. Um, uh,
3: Shout out know. today.
0: Or? I don't know. This year. Right? Right.
2: Look it up. Well, I
0: believe it's this year. is like Number the fifty. Of
1: his
2: death. Thank you. The half century. Oh,
4: you know what's so interesting? Hannah Gatsby so mad at Pablo Picasso for having age gap relationship. Mm. Uh, right. For exactly. dating the the young wife or whatever. Uh, I don't remember specifically what she the was fucking 16, thing was. Right. Oh, Ooh. that's why it's Pablo-matic. <laughs> that's why it's Pablo-matic. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Al Pacino, he's 82 and has uh, his fourth child coming with his 29-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, well anyway, I, think he's a new, I think he's the new Pablo Picasso, and that's what I wanted to get on the record. It's Pacino-matic. <laughs> I just
3: saw that movie where he's in the bank standoff. He's so good in that. Heat? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's,
4: he's a firecracker.
1: 1995.
0: So hot. So virile, so old. Wait, what's Dog Day Afternoon about? Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's
3: also, the one. Yeah,
0: they're both Bank standoff.
2: I love how the, I agreed. No, but yeah. Dog
3: Day Afternoon is the one I just saw. Big standoff. Mm. He's secretly gay. What the He's hell? It's the subplot. Wow.
4: <laughs> it the it? A-plot the plot. is a bank robbery. B-plot, <laughs> Al <El> Pacino,
0: kind of <laughs> gay. Has a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't that much of a secret. Well,
2: it's ahead of its time, right? Isn't his partner trying to get uh, reassignment surgery? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. And um, yeah, he also has a wife and kids, so it's like very emotionally tolling to go through everything. He thinks he's about to die because the cops are going to kill him. So he wants to talk to his wife and then he wants to talk to his other wife. His secret uh, gay lover. You
2: know, it's Ooh. a great flick, but it's no problematic.
4: It's it's it's, right. it's wrong that Hannah Gadsby <laughs> came out against this wonderful
0: film.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's was during Pride <laughs> Month, really. Right. <laughs> they them. Uh, Get it together. I still yeah. don't know what this exhibit is, other than it plays oh. their Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to explain. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay so. All these other exhibits are gonna do like um, pretty positive, uh, you know, assessments of the life of Picasso because it's the anniversary of his Mm. death or whatever. So what Hannah Gatsby did because, and they're kind of just rehashing the thing they did in Nanette because in Nanette they sort of take Pablo Picasso to task as an art history like. I think like oh. undergraduate dropout or something yeah. like
2: they say, uh, they say they barely graduated from an art history degree okay. at the bachelor's level. And as our we friend, be uh,
3: celebrating that,
2: <laughs> as our friend academia. Kath Barbadoro pointed out, that this is an affliction uh, that a lot of people in New York, especially, have where they get an undergrad degree and act like they have a Ph.D., which are two different mm, yeah. And then
1: all the critics have Ph.D.s, and they're. They are just salty so salty yeah
4: I'm so learned I thought yeah. that was a pretty the good New York point.
1: Times the New York Times critic was like I'm not even typing out the title of this I- exhibit I'm copying and pasting it,
3: it is so bad <laughs> 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 I refuse to write <coughs> problematic it's it's
0: really bad and uh, but so I read both of the reviews of it and it kind of seems like uh, the main, The main criticism they have other than just like that, just the hacky like, you know, Tumblr comedy or whatever of it is that because they're rehashing this point about Picasso and they're like, I'm gonna take down Picasso on his, you know, death day while everyone else is like venerating him. There's an opportunity for a real critique to be made here. If you actually are good at art history, which is Mm -hmm. the thing that Gatsby seems to be like asserting uh, just with like absolute authority. But I, this exhibit kind of demonstrates that like they don't really have that skill because the pieces that they chose to use by other women to play or by women uh from like you know theoretically the modern era, which is what Picasso's from, should be like relevant to Picasso, like they should be like mm. comments on here's a better cubist who's mm. a woman or something like that. But it seems that she just randomly, they, fuck. All right, Jacob Attic. I'm the only (laughs) one who's good. (laughs) It seems seems like they they just randomly picked a bunch of shit that the Brooklyn Museum already had Mm. and then just retroactively decided, like, well, the point is just that a a bunch of women did a bunch of good paintings. And it does seem Uh. like we were talking about like Michelle said before the podcast started, it seems like she came up with the name first.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then, it worked best with the pun. It's a great I still,
0: name. I still think they should have gone oh. with women be painting.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's
0: true, too. It's objectively true that women be painting. It wouldn't have been that much different from apparently what is happening at the exhibit because you have all these pieces that they put up, and then Hannah Gadsby like put like these little quips all over the wall that are like, oh. you know, hashtag whatever, I'm a... Ravenclaw and shit like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> like bad internet jokes to accompany the pieces, and like the museum kind of had to put in the literature to explain what was going on. And there also are like you see at museums sometimes these little booths with like a video on loop, but it's just clips from Nanette. So it sounds just very self-aggrandizing and lame, and like it missed the point in a lot of ways because mm. it didn't. Like they they kind of outline in these articles like opportunities that they would have had to have like uh to have done what an actual person who understands art history does, which is like, you know, use a, like a, a piece of art that is a statement about something like from the era that you're discussing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems to blame Picasso for all of uh, misogyny and patriarchy. That was fucked up. He did that. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah it's, um, it seems a little reductive, but I feel like, I mean, we're all talking about the Brooklyn Museum.
4: We're all talking
3: about and it. And When's yeah. the last time a museum was like a mainstream controversy? It was a big news story. So yeah. it might maybe, have yeah, maybe been that's kind of what of they great. wanted. But it's I don't
1: know. It seems like this is what the Republicans are talking about.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just more fodder for outrage.
2: He becomes the new women's sports is the integrity yeah. of Pablo
0: Picasso. The
2: Republicans <laughs> yeah, are start having as...
3: Picasso shirts. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, make them like really into art.
0: Like a Punisher Picasso. <laughs>
4: I support Handigas and becoming the new Damian Hurst, and just carving up sharks and putting hashtag Not My Shark on I, there.
2: I just want. Do you, does anybody know uh, the song Pablo Picasso by the Modern Lovers?
3: I know the life of Pablo by Kanye West. Oh, that was okay, pretty much the same different,
0: I know <laughs> PD Pablo would take your shirt off and spin around like a helicopter. I don't know that one, but uh, there's a great song
2: also, also from the <laughs> from the 70s, actually around the time that Dog Day d- Afternoon came out. There's a song called Pablo Picasso by the Modern Lovers that's kind of making mm. the point that Hannah Gadsby is trying to make and some of the lyrics of the song. Are well, some people try to pick up girls and get called assholes. This never happened to Pablo Picasso. Wow, he could walk down your street; girls could not resist his stare.
3: Majorize much, Hannah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. That's kind of the thesis of the song: is that uh, when you are esteemed as like a great Uh artist, you just have social license to be a a dirtbag.
3: Was, was sorry for my ignorance, was Picasso esteemed during his life or was that only after his oh, yeah. death? Okay. Oh yeah, he
1: used to pay for dinners just like with an autographed napkin.
4: <laughs> That's nope. baller is all fuck. So oh fun. Fun. oh, oh my be, god, I want to do that. So much ass, holy <laughs> shit. There's no way. You could get away with that now. I can't <laughs> think of a single celebrity who could just sign... Like, hey, yeah. I, I signed the napkin. Let's try Musk it. would Let's try. Let's
2: get Anders to do it after the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still not <laughs> <be? And laughs>
4: he'll,
2: he'll write Anders Lee here. Was here. Get back to the, I mean, uh, I, my autograph might be worth something, because people will think it's the other Anders Lee, who's a famous hockey player.
4: Which he, I don't oh. think he can pay for dinners no. with napkins, well, an online not island. Not
3: famous. Never heard of him.
2: <laughs> not
4: impressed. <laughs> uh... He's no power <laughs> So well,
0: what is your podcast about, y'all? Yeah, we should plug it.
3: Wait, sorry, real quick. Does the other Anders Lee have more followers than you on Twitter?
0: Undoubtedly, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, it's, it's sad. He's, he's in just, the NHL.
3: Change your fucking name.
4: <laughs> you you wish you were him Don't so badly. Don't give up. You wish you were him. You wish you were him every day you wake up, you dribble your puck.
2: <laughs> I... I wish I was making this up. I actually had a friend of ours, who I will not name, who texted me a screenshot of the other Anders Lee's Twitter basically to say, wow, I'm following you. You got a lot of followers. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: I had to inform this person uh, that I am
2: not him. Uh,
3: not notice by the content? Well, <laughs>
4: that's a great question. Anders seems like he's a professional hockey player to many,
0: <laughs> I think. <laughs> what does a hockey player tweet about that's so interesting?
3: Right. Cancer.
4: Oh, Let, cancer. Let's, cancer, curing cancer, so true. Shit like that. doing ball. a slapshot through cancer.
2: I mean, maybe it's because of this. Hockey is maybe my least favorite sport. Wow, I'm that's, really so bad that's bad wrong. crazy! Yeah, what? it's but the, the most
3: been... exciting one, hands down. Yeah,
2: really? they,
0: they're allowed There's to fist so fight. What's it's your awesome. Score
3: like baseball. They have or a football? guy okay. whose
0: job is just to fight people.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> they, there was a there was a there wasn't a rule that he that, char- that character that fucking player the enforcer had to know how to play hockey until like a few years ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, just cool. Send him out there. I right. even
1: know how to ice skate. He's a speaker. <laughs> nice. <on> the <laughs> they just have to know how to
0: fight He's an ice cube. Ice skating is hard. It's
3: extremely. extremely. Hard. It's hard. It's extremely it depends on. Hard. How I keep well. nicking my ankles. Oh no. Oh, you don't. Anyway, uh, like it's a my tech main podcast. Gripe podcast with ice skating. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, a tech it's podcast. Cargo
2: cult, not about hockey. Although Naomi is a hockey fan, kind of.
1: Kind of. I like the yeah. Rangers.
4: What's your favorite hockey technology? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd have to say the skate. Oh, for sure.
2: I was going to say the stick.
3: Yeah, I guess I have to go with the puck. Yeah. Ooh, you
1: know what?
2: Th- maybe you should do an episode about this. They had a...
3: No,
2: <laughs> oh, no let, a let, let
3: him
4: pitch.
2: <laughs> they had a tail on the puck. <laughs> on Fox in the 90s, they they added a digital tail to the puck so people could follow it. It's going to be very yeah. hard to see the puck. Now, when this you're is, a, on this TV. is an episode. Yeah, but it, people <laughs> didn't like it. So yeah. they, did, they away did with it. Wait, but, what
3: do you mean tail? They like put it, like a, a little, light
2: would follow the yeah. puck around. Why
3: wouldn't they just do a light on the like a circle? Uh, what am I missing? Why isn't the they light added in post? Size? What? Why, why?
4: So that your eye can follow well, with the puck. No, so understood, it's small. but
3: why a tail instead of a circle that looks like a puck?
4: I don't know what you're confused about. The puck is still in there, but there is a light following it around.
1: Well, thankfully we won't why be covering the light hockey be a technology instead on our of a puck.
3: tail <laughs> size? <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: Is it to make it look like a little comet? (laughs)
1: Yes,
3: yeah, it looks looks like like a comet. comet. Oh, oh, no, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) So let's go. I Uh, agree. I think it's a dumb idea. Thank you. Thank you, head of the
3: podcast. You've established yourself. (laughs) The (laughs) head of the podcast agrees with me, guys. (laughs) God
2: damn it. All right. We're gonna go for a test right three or four or five. Uh, what is
3: the podcast about? Cargo cult is a tech podcast but uh, since Naomi is so funny I guess we could call it a comedy tech podcast Yeah and
1: we're we're covering big tech mostly
3: and and uh, as you might expect, government. it's a pretty critical angle of big tech yeah um, but so hopefully people get tricked. And yes. And no. We're I trying not to market it as like explicitly communist, but that will be the vibe once you start listening.
0: Uh, very subtle. So this isn't a podcast where you like explain new gadgets for you to buy that they're like <laughs> No, we're
3: around. not promoting No. You I don't anticipate us getting brand deals with Apple and Oracle. And Did you guys see Google that TikTok where
4: the woman explains how a soda stream works?
3: No, but I know how it works.
4: Yeah, it's it seems pretty straightforward, but when you really break it down bit by bit, it Let's gets go. a lot of views.
3: <laughs> yeah. Are you giving us advice for our podcast? Yeah, right now? I
1: think
4: like, you should do a Soda Stream already? episode, but yeah. like only positive
2: feedback.
3: So probably if we covered Soda Stream, we'd probably take the anti-Israel angle. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. It's manufactured say. and what what if a, or what
2: or what a hockey puck a made soda? Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. What, <laughs> if what, a if?
2: Hockey what if? Puck what if? What
4: What if? What if a hockey puck made soda?
3: We're asking the questions no one's asking. No other <laughs> podcast
2: has covered it. But so far, you have covered uh, SpaceX, InQtel. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, our our upcoming episodes on InQtel, which is the venture capital arm of the CIA. What? Yes. The yeah. organization Whoa. created to invest in technology that aligns with the CIA and the rest of the intelligence community's mission. So they mostly make they? like watches. Yeah, different yeah.
4: watches with gadgets in them. Yeah, so
3: earpieces. <laughs> it does range, though. I mean, you do have that boring tech, like the things you'd expect, like you know, satellites, yeah. computers. But then there's also the batshit stuff, like a skincare company. Yeah, Whoa. hologram company
1: in, in like a
3: face cream that
1: exfoliates your skin, and and it can be used to uh, identify somebody or even drug test you. But they also poured some money into a local. A Brooklyn company called Looking Glass Factory. Yes, they right. gave
3: them 2.5 million dollars, and I happen to be following this company because it's like a Brooklyn business on Instagram. And then, as we were doing research for our NQTel episode, I was like, "Holy fucking shit! And it's a cia seated company." <laughs> I didn't unfollow them. I should. I. I well, forgot, you should keep but.
2: tabs. I would think. What do they do? What does Looking Glass Company do?
3: So yeah, it's it's a hologram company, and what? if you yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm loving that? this dude to develop those. Well, okay, if you think These about it from the, of the perspective yeah. of the Pentagon, is they say they want to train uh, soldiers using holograms, right? And like oh. they're trying to make this bid That's to become... That's only
1: part of it. I right. think this they, is they're all... I mean, they're mostly interested in having like a completely simulated reality so you could basically fight war in uh, just a headset. Yeah. This is
2: just a video game. This is is a video game idea. The (laughs) Sims combat. Well, that makes
3: sense from like, you know, quote unquote defense. But then also if you think about it specifically from the perspective of the CIA and like propaganda psyops, they say that they literally... Like, you know, it's always like, oh, well, other countries might be developing this tech. So we need to make sure we're the best at it. So it's like Ch- Russia and China might be developing hologram technology to propagandize people. So <laughs> let's become the leader in hologram technology so we know how to recognize their propaganda.
0: That's literally why they did MK Ultra. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Russia. No, is it's
3: always defensive, right? We never do anything wrong ourselves. Yeah.
4: Uh, Russia's but. on the cutting edge of the VR porn industry. And if we want to get ahead of them, <laughs> it has to be through the military. Yeah. No, this is fun. This is, I've played several video games where the tutorial level is the, the hologram teaching you to shoot a thing. And they just want to do that, but for $10 million. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, basically. So there's those small companies, but Qtel also invested in uh, a small company you may have heard of called Google.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Yahoo.
3: Yeah, RIP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the, so the name in Qtel, this is why you were asking me about Q from James Bond last night, because yeah, that's the inspired, gadget guy.
1: So, so in Q-tel, In Qtel, all of their literature, it's just like they're referencing movies every time they talk about a technology that they want to invest in. They're just like, oh, you know, a simulated reality like in the Matrix or the Star Trek holodeck and it's like <laughs> yeah they, it's just but like q the worst he like nerds. apparently a
3: character in James yeah. Bond
1: so yeah. q is the the gadgets and gizmos guy that kind of brings the 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 shoe
4: phone yeah chip. laser beam watch
3: James Bond. okay so before q decided that trump is still the president and <laughs> we should all gather in fields <laughs> to talk about pedophiles underground he was the supplier of technology to James Bond
4: an incredible inventor he he's yeah. actually the best part of James Bond They were the best part of (laughs) it.
1: So Q's a person, not like like a robot? (laughs) Their gender. Very
4: mass-presenting
2: non-binary person, Q.
3: (laughs) Wears like a
4: classical suit.
2: (laughs) In James Bond canon, there's uh, the MI5 sort of higher-ups all go by like one letter. So M is the head honcho, uh, which is, I don't know who M is now, but it was a man for most of the 20th century, then it became Judi Dench. Judi Dench, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think wow. she died in one of them.
3: Judy oh, Dunch really? Yeah. Is Spoilers. that her Judy thing? Because in Cats, there, that character was a man. No, no one's. No, I, I know. He, I okay. saw
4: okay. this. I saw Cats. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I that, that cats, character.
3: Uh, what's it called? The cavity? Ca- no. no. Judy Dunch's character.
4: Oh. Used to be
3: a man, and then she came into the role and made it a woman.
4: Pop quiz, hot chat. I'm gonna look it up. Oh! Oh! The fucking. Uh,
3: Deuteronomy. 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 Deuteronomy, he's oh, such oh, an old cat. He's yeah. such a wizened old cat. He's such an old cat. <laughs> oh, you're She's so right. He's such so An right. old cat. That's
0: right. We're updating cats <laughs> for the new generation.
3: <laughs> new generation. I don't think anyone saw that movie except I guess you guys. No, the entire
0: <laughs> podcasting industry I, was, I, I was okay. cats. <laughs> I was um Jones for Halloween that year. <laughs> no
3: fuck, I see it.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> because it was uh that, Cats came out right before like COVID happened proper in 2020 sure. and then the next year you were just locked inside. So like there was a lot of time to work on a Halloween costume and I made a terrifying furry for <laughs> Jones with like a top hat and Hell shit. yeah,
3: I would Hell love yeah. to see a photo. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll show you, it's You made cool. it, you didn't buy it.
0: No, I made it out of shit from the Halloween store. Was that Hell the year yeah. you like slept through Halloween, too? No, that was a
3: <laughs> different <incredible laughs> year. <Okay>. In full <laughs> regalia. <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just dressed up
0: as Buster <laughs> Jones just alone
3: inside. Nap.
0: I took a cat nap. I was in the role. <laughs> oh, I'm <was> so tired. <laughs> no, I chose Buster Jones because he was the James Corden character, which I just thought was the weirdest Yeah, so funny. Thing. How
3: do I get to the gym? place? I heard place? he was uh, wildly criticized for that, right? He was. Yeah.
0: And what? it was wrong. Wait, why? Not
3: unlike Hannah Gatsby. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: what? I thought
3: he was... not, no, 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 no not, not in like a morality or anti-woke oh, okay. way. Like criticized for his literal performance. You know oh. how our critiques used to be. Right. <laughs> not about Sorry. politics.
0: I thought it was bust <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. That makes more sense. He did eat that
4: whole fish and then pull it out and it was a spine. That wasn't really cool.
0: I mean, but like, why would you single out that character? The whole movie was like that. Sure. <laughs> it was the way he did it. All right, it was fair the way to criticize
3: Busta Rhymes.
0: Oh, his character was phobic. It was making fun <laughs> of my cat so Murray. Hate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Where is that
0: Murray? What, what a sexual Big, beautiful film. Beautiful cat Murray. Well, I'm
2: curious what you guys think about. Um, we've discussed a little bit on the show the trillion dollar coin idea, mm. which would stave mm. off the debt ceiling. Um Biden's not going to do it. I was but, about to say, yeah.
4: <laughs> See, it seems almost unnecessary to think about now as we're right. on the other side of this again.
2: Yeah. But if they did make a coin, because and this is actually an interesting, I, I didn't realize this aspect of it, but this is only like a 20, 25 year old law that was um, put, it was really proposed by it's the Clinton. same age as me.
3: Really? Sorry. No. It's uh, unbelievable. So when you were a wee
2: a <laughs> When you were a last, Clinton's uh Treasury Secretary was saying like we should mint coins. We should have seniorage in the US government, and Republicans were on board with it. And that that's why today you still see these ads for like uh collector coins that they're minted yes. by the Treasury. And so this idea uh come about after that law was put in place and and it's basically like We don't, the US makes our own sovereign currency, right? So this debt ceiling, this is artificial, this is fake. Let's make a trillion dollar coin as long as it has, I believe, platinum in it, it's legal tender, the Fed has to accept it. Uh, What company do you think would make this coin if it Uh, came to pass?
4: Your move.
2: (laughs) All right, I guess no one (laughs) knows. No Uh, one knows (laughs) who makes coins.
4: Coins Um, Coinstar?
3: Coinbase. (laughs) Coinbase.
2: I mean, like, g- nah, it'll be
3: Amazon. Yeah, be probably Amazon.
2: Yeah. Uh That's the thing this coin is, coin. this um, coin
4: would be based to be worth so much money. <laughs> Very good, Alex <laughs>
1: Well, that's hard. <laughs>
2: <weird. laughs> well, that I mean, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Michelle, you've been talking about sovereign or uh, a digital CBDCs. What are they called? Central bank oh, digital central currencies. central
3: bank digital currencies. Yeah, right. a form of digital currency that. Um, would compete with fiat money, would compete with decentralized currencies like Bitcoin. The difference being that it would be issued directly by the central bank. So here it would be issued by the Fed. Okay. Um, and you would literally have an account directly with the Fed. That's like in, in uh, I guess it's like in development stage right now. Like uh-huh. most countries, central banks are thinking about this. There, it's, there's nothing tangible to look at yet, so we don't know exactly what it will look like. But I mean, you have people at the G7 World Summit saying like, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to abandon the traditional system of money and, you know, enter a new one." And yeah, I mean, there are obviously privacy concerns from a right. leftist perspective. Um, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the reporting and the, especially the critical reporting around CBDC these days comes from the right because uh, they will like hear something about you know the fact that it's centralized and they'll be like this is communist money Right. Like-
2: Ron, Ron DeSantis oh has God. called it woke money and oh, is no way. Uh, try, yep, he trying yep he's trying to get a law Jesus passed in Christ. Florida that no one in Florida can use it
3: this money uh, is always trying to rhyme <laughs> that's hilarious i didn't know he's calling it woke money i mean i, mean, I have
2: to say, i have to say i am personally for the fed doing bank accounts i think that's a great idea where runs into in trouble, ther- yeah. I mean,
3: Okay, in theory, if the Fed was accountable to the voting public and right. our institutions weren't completely corrupted by corporate interests, that'd be great, yeah. I agree with you. But I mean, that's not gonna happen. Right, the or way it'll America, play
2: or- out is, is Sorry, probably honey. like... You it's going it, to be
3: more control of the big banks. Just the Fed right now is like, we're not voting on on monetary yeah. policy. Like it's it's Citigroup. Right what do you right mean?
4: Now. I I voted to increase interest rates and crush the poor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you miss the
2: vote? <laughs> Select, like, battle, crush <laughs> Select
4: crush poor.
2: Right. The the way that it would be rolled out would be like, uh, pri- you know, through a private middleman, which would be bad. Also, an interesting conversation. You know, we're perhaps moving towards a cashless society. Um, I don't know, for the bartenders and service sector workers of the world, that seems like kind of a bad thing, right? (laughs) Yeah,
3: and even for for everyone at large, because, I mean, we can kind of laugh about how we already don't have privacy in most of our transactions, because a lot of our transactions are already digital. But in theory, at least we have the option to use cash for something which can't be traced. But under a CBDC system. Every I love single that name transaction. Though. It's so, oh, my God, what a mouthful. So confusing. Right? It's horrible. Like, I don't want a four-letter acronym. It's
2: like a CBGB well, only sold <laughs> CBGB.
3: CBD. <laughs> yeah, it's too mm. close to CBD.
4: <laughs> Am I having a stroke? <laughs>
3: uh, it, but, yeah, with cash, you can make transactions, and it can be private. But um, the central bank will have absolute control over the rules and regulations. And... um not only track what we're all spending. Sorry, I know this is long-winded, and you're oh, like no, inhaling please, to please, speak. Please. Um, he's our
4: leader, and he's confused. I know.
3: Do I have permission to speak, leader? <laughs> just, just stop Stop doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't do anything. Basically... You give me
3: one more minute of speech.
0: Jake. No, you're the guest on the show. I'm please kidding. talk. Jake is I'm
2: basically kidding. the Federal Reserve of the podcast. <laughs> but you are the city group of the podcast, so all you're right. allowed to roll over. You have more power. Well, I want to be Jamie here.
3: Diamond of the podcast. Sure. Diamond, whoops, I said diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. That's almost
2: as bad as misgendering somebody.
3: Shine it's pretty much the diamond.
2: same thing. Anyway, you were, you were saying Go that. Go on.
3: That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, oh, bad because uh, traceable. Right. Extinction of privacy. But then even a little scarier because this money can now be programmed. So what Ron DeSantis is like, he's probably holding on to this nugget of truth, which is that the central bank will have the power to tell you what you can and can't spend your money on. Mm. And in his mind, it's like, oh, no, we're going to be spending it on green energy and, and trans bathrooms or whatever. And so that's probably what the right is hanging on to. But you don't want these decisions to be made for you. Right. We should have the freedom to spend any money on whatever we want. Um, So it does raise a lot of important questions, and I think the left should be talking about it just as much as the right.
2: And one of the things she's bringing up, too, is making a boogeyman out of ESGs, uh, which are basically, uh, I know you've done some, Naomi's done some research on this, basically like a fake thing that, like, you can invest your money and feel like you're woke, and liberals, some liberals love it, the right hates it, but it it actually... What does it
3: stand for? Yeah,
0: what's an ESG? uh,
2: What is it, like, Ethical Savings... Generation. i don't know
3: uh, sustainable something environmental sustainable
2: uh i don't
3: have why you get why do you got Drill no
2: us and no for one knows. environmental social and governance <laughs> uh, <us>. <laughs> what about
3: esgs
0: <this> <laughs> 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 have five laptops
1: open. It, it's yeah, I don't have your Wi-Fi I mean, password. Yeah, I'm not on the Wi-Fi. But anyways, yeah. I don't even know show. why this is open. I don't have the Wi-Fi. It's basically social really impact sad. investing, and it's there's just it's just an industry that's rife with greenwashing, and even yeah, the G stands for governance. So it's like you're only investing in countries where there's uh, you know benevolent leadership, and that certainly hasn't come to pass so now like esg is facing a moment of reckoning and even even the acronym is kind of passe Mm. like it's it's been very problematic Mm. Um, I really hate using that word now. It's come (laughs) up
4: so many times. We have to only
3: say problematic from now (laughs) on. It's
4: become problematic.
1: Illmatic.
4: She's
2: problematic. Yeah, but, I mean, Republicans are making an issue out of it. It's kind of just a smokescreen on both ends. Uh, It's kind of of a culture war thing. I don't know if you guys saw, though, um, Trump yesterday saying, woke, 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 everybody says woke, they don't know what it means. Did you see that as kind of like a... He's so cool. I didn't see that, but I I agree. (laughs) It's kind of like a sop to Ron DeSantis who's like talking about, yeah, like central bank digital... Like people should know about that. They don't know about that. They don't follow what he's talking about. He's running a very online campaign. And I think Trump, this made me remember in 2016, everyone was, you know, freaking out, uh, rightfully so in many respects, about his, you know, extremist campaign and using all this... um, Really dangerous rhetoric and all that stuff, but if but if you go with sort of the granular policy, you know, uh, mm. debates he was having, he was kind of positioning himself to the left of a lot of the. Opponents in the Republican primary mm. and
0: making himself seem more well,
2: that yeah, was his blamed, vibe in
3: 2016, and it worked for him. He yeah. blamed
2: George Bush for
4: 9 11,
0: right? He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like, didn't become like the full evolution of Trump until he got into office, right? Like, I remember, like, right as he was getting elected, there was kind of a take going around of like, what if what if he's cool? You what, know? Yeah. what if we need to get on this train? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but then as soon as he got in, he just got like sort of absorbed by the entire apparatus around him.
2: You know? Well, yeah, I mean, it was always he was always he very did not govern yeah I mean he's always very racist and show. xenophobic from the jump but he would do things like pivot on economics and t- and he's doing that again now he's like Ron DeSantis wants to cut social security and medicare and stuff uh and I don't you know I don't think he's smart enough to know how smart he is really like I don't think he's doing this consciously he's just such a shrewd
3: do you think it's him I feel like it's not even him I feel like a he's hologram? got I don't think I don't think <laughs> no, mean, I feel like he's got some advisor. He's yeah. definitely got like really well-paid people who understand how the news cycle works. Kanye's
2: telling him to yeah. do that. I don't know if you can control him, Opposite it,
3: team of the one Kanye has. His but, team is not doing
1: well. Yeah, but I saw some some Republicans are turning on Medicare because um JD Vance also backstepped because apparently Who's there's a, a Peter Thiel who is J.D. Vance? Somebody want to take oh that? All right. J.D.
4: Vance, he, he, he made a book called a- Hillbilly Elegy that was about how you can be white and poor as long as you backstab everyone in your life, and liberals loved it, and then they made a movie out okay. of it. And then he eventually leveraged that fame into becoming a... What is Senator he? Senator like? from Ohio. Senator. Oh. Yeah, and he's also very online and annoying. And he's okay. he's very...
0: F- Far right. He was one of Trump's advisors for a period, which is really weird because liberals loved "Hillbilly Elegy" because it explained the election in terms of like the white working class. Is he from Ohio? Um, he's, like, he's, he's one of those guys who pretends uh, to be from a much uh, more rural place than he actually is. He's like from gotcha. a couple different places. i from the yeah. You, get sent,
2: yeah, you get like sent for the summer to live with your grandma, that type of thing. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, okay, yeah,
1: yeah sorry yeah. to
3: interrupt. So JD Vance. Yeah.
1: So he reversed his position on Medicare because apparently he's um, connected to a startup. Uh, that Peter Thiel and Palantir um, have funded that basically enrolls people into Medicare. So there's mm. some Republican like profiteering off it. So they like found uh-huh. a way for Republicans to profit.
4: From I mean, that- His part of it is, it's like outside of ideology, it's just, uh, uh, you know, oligarchy at work where Peter Thiel is funding so many right-wing politicians that they're like, oh, but we we have to hedge on this issue (laughs) because we're directly being paid by this vampire who runs the country.
3: Does Peter Thiel only fund Republicans? Because I thought his whole thing was he wants his tech in every police department, so he funds every. Or, or I believe it. I would not be Republican? surprised
2: if he funds Democrats too. But
3: yeah, yeah. or is he? Ideolog- really. I mean, maybe he probably ideologically aligns with the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of
1: like Apple and Google. They give they give money to both. Oh, sides. for sure. He actually yeah. invented
0: Bernie Sanders in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> <Peter.
1: laughs> Mike.
0: Peter Teal funds some podcasts around these parts. True. Yeah, like no. this
3: one? Is that what you're trying to say?
1: No. Thank Red you for Scare. your investment,
0: Mr. Teal. We are Please,
3: We wouldn't sharing please
4: Peter a Peter mind? Teal
1: funds Red Scare.
4: Yeah. 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 No fucking way. Yeah. What
1: the fuck out of here. No way. I'll how many it.
4: times do we have to misgender Hannah Gadsby to get your money? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll show you the paper trail.
2: Oh, I,
3: I, I believe you. I don't think
2: Hey, I wanna want I wanna check from what's called, Spectre. Brooklyn Spectre, whatever. Oh hologram. (laughs) Oh, oh,
3: looking glass. Looking
2: glass. Cut us a
0: check, please. Send one of your holograms. We'll put them on the show.
2: Uh, show. Palantir is a big
3: topic on our pod, though. We're we're going to talk about the CIA origins of Palantir, and uh, what I really like about Peter Thiel and his technology is that he doesn't discriminate. So he will oppress communities at home through the police department, predictive policing stuff. He will also oppress communities abroad, like he did in Iraq and Afghanistan, and then also on the border with the ICE technologies. So he's, he's like an really equal
4: opportunity ice. offender yes. there. Yeah. That's very mm. equitable of him.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, while we're on the topic of, of Medicare and cuts and you know austerity, debt ceiling negotiations seems to be going through. They have till Monday to get this thing fully passed. Um, if you have not read the
4: news, they did not mint the coin. No, they did not. Re- remove your coin lawn sign now. They did not <laughs> mint the coin.
2: Just a, a quick primer in case people are like, what the fuck is a debt ceiling? This is for me. Uh, it began during World War One, actually, around the time after the Lusitania sunk. They're like, the only way to prevent this is a debt ceiling. Call back. Uh, so it's just a way... <laughs> To officially let the U.S. borrow more money, um, we, they don't really have to do it, but this is the total amount that you are on paper authorized to take out uh, in in debt. The current limit is $31.4 trillion. It's an arbitrary number. A lot of countries just don't have one at all, but we are you know, obsessed with this idea in America that the government is the same as a household. Can you, you, you explain
4: to... to me? I'm dumb. Uh, so... It was my original understanding that because it is not real, it doesn't matter if you raise it. But apparently if we don't raise it, like, the government defaults and we all, like, start fighting in the streets or something. Yeah,
2: but it's purely for legal reasons, not economic reasons. Okay. All right. I was confused about that. Um, so yeah, they, the Treasury basically runs out of money because they're not allowed to spend more than we've <laughs> you have taken in. Everything uh, so, is so dumb all the time. God yeah, yeah. It. sounds really stupid. <laughs> so instead of a whole bevy of options that he could have pursued, including the, the minting the coin, he could have also, you know, raised the debt ceiling when Democrats had a majority in had a trifecta. They just didn't do that for some reason. So they knew this was coming down the pike. Um, Biden <laughs> agreed to a deal with the Republicans that imposes new work requirements uh, for adults getting food stamps, specifically adults who are between 50 and 54 who don't have kids in their home. They've had it too good
4: for too long. (laughs) There's no light in their life in the form of
2: young children. They gotta
4: stop spending.
3: What a small age range. Yeah. It's just uh, like, it sounds like
4: there was like a specific guy they wanted right. to hit with a yeah. hammer on this for they're the like, next
3: three years i'm tired of dale
0: <laughs> i know he's getting money for the government <laughs> fuck that guy it's not even like like you can have kids but if they're not in your home yeah you're you're Bachelor Your SOL. again? S.O.L. Yeah. fucking, yeah. S- fuck you. Basically. It's actually
4: an interesting cannibalization of the divorced male uh, <laughs> constituency.
0: Right. This actually oddly benefits age gap guys. They <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> the true winners of the day so far, I think.
3: Coincidence?
2: Mm. But, uh, it's problematic.
3: <laughs> That's our cap, I think.
0: <laughs> it's, problematic.
2: it's problematic. But this is like... Uh, oh, maybe
3: pob Ilmatic.
2: Oh, and the life of Pablo will we'll tie in there, yeah. I am the leader of the podcast. <laughs> We're going to run this project later. It's problematic. <laughs> um, so there's $163 billion in cuts, including cuts to the IRS, which bor- Biden... Borden... Biden was reportedly... That's Biden and James Gordon. Uh, (laughs) Biden was reportedly okay with cuts to the IRS, even though...
0: I thought I wanted egg yolk, goblin, Jack. (laughs) 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 So stupid. (laughs) <laughs> Don, uh, I forgot James
4: <laughs> Gordon did that. Uh, Donald Trump like gutted the IRS, yeah. right? So yes. just, I didn't like throw more
3: money at he it. He did
4: after? temporarily, and the idea was I don't really give... want anyone to work there because
2: I don't need to be audited for I my mean, podcast. Hey. I mean, <laughs> that's right. And
3: that seems like an agency that could be fully automated. The IRS. I mean,
2: well, the thing is, it has been for a long time, and as a result, uh, the um, they basically are, can't audit and and fully tax rich people so that's been they've been getting away with murder for a long time Biden finally was like okay let's give Couldn't some more money mm. well the, the two are intertwined right because sure. they don't fund those parts of the agency Biden was starting to fund them which ultimately would net more money for the government to do things like avoid the debt ceiling <laughs> but now they're cutting that so we're gonna over time have less revenue um, using predictive AI, the IRS could actually
4: see the rest of our taxes <laughs> and that would allow them to just know how much money I'm supposed to get.
2: <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, they also, okay. They kind of shoehorned in there, a mountain Valley shale pipeline in West mm. Virginia, which is very bad for the environment. Dope. Um, yeah. But, uh, there's an interesting aspect to all this, which is that Joe Biden for a time, was banned from negotiating with Republicans because he is so bad at it. This goes back. He just gives
4: them whatever they want.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This goes yeah. back ten
1: years. He trips <laughs> on the way into negotiations. It's kind
4: of confusing now because he does just—he's just senile now. Yeah. So I like, leave him in a room with anybody. He's like, yeah, sure. Stop yelling at me. But
2: <laughs> did you see the, Did you see that? Him tripping yesterday, by the way. He falls on a stage. He's like speaking of the Air Force. He just falls over. They have people come pick him up, and then he just points at part of the stage. We don't see it, but somebody walks over that part of the stage without looking. So it's like clearly just him, but yeah, he's, he's trying th- to blame the stage. Points
3: oh, at the stage, Yeah, the so floor.
2: funny. He's just like me for real. Yeah. <laughs> That's
3: a debt floor. need him so bad.
0: <laughs> debt floor, very clever.
2: But if you go back uh, to when he was vice president, Um, That was the last time we had a debt ceiling standoff, and uh, it was actually looking quite good for the Democratic side because, Mm. if you remember at this time, the Bush tax cuts were about to expire. So... In order to. I love how
3: Anders seems to be the only one that does research. <laughs>
2: he just knows this stuff. He doesn't have to
0: research anything. Anyway. Oh,
3: true, true. My fault. It's
4: it the is the anniversary Anders. of yeah. all
0: this stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> What's 10 years ago about? Every year he learns more and more about
3: it. I'm I obsessed. read the
0: Hannah Gatsby's articles. I just.
3: No, no. So true. So true. I'm Thank so you for inviting i was trying to talk
0: about them and then there's <laughs> 10 people on the podcast and I'm the leader. You're the leader
2: of the I'll podcast.
3: Leave. I'll leave. It'll only Please. be. Please.
2: <laughs>
4: She's causing
2: trouble. So. Tax cuts are about to go way up for everybody, so uh, the Republicans are in a very tough position. They have to come in and negotiate, and uh, Democrats have the upper hand. They're, they're gonna be, their plan, Reed, Harry Reid, who's the Senate Majority Leader at this time, is planning on saying, all right, you're gonna have to negotiate with us, and we're gonna cut a deal on tax cuts for middle class and poor people, and then, too bad, the tax cuts uh, you're going to have to go on record as opposing tax um, increases for the ultra wealthy, uh, which and, you know, otherwise we're going to go off this cliff and the government's going to default. So this is going to be a lot of egg on your face, not just one. Uh, so they.
4: This, this was the fiscal cliff. in yes.
2: 2011. Right. And apparently Mitch McConnell agreed to it. He said, OK, fine. Let's and this is during the time and which, you know, still persists today that everybody has taken the Grover Nordquist pledge, which no tax increases under any circumstances whatsoever. But Reid actually forced McConnell's hand and was like, okay, fine, we're going to have to raise taxes or let them go back up on people who make over uh, 250 grand a year.
1: Mm -hmm. Then
2: Mitch McConnell pays a little phone call to his old buddy, vice president, then vice president Joe Biden. And he whines over the phone that Reed isn't being reasonable with him. Not being nice. Yeah. (laughs) And so over the next day, despite what the Senate has negotiated, Biden basically gives Mitch McConnell everything he wants.
4: It's crazy. He used to be vice president and is now president. (laughs) Like, I know everyone is aware of this, but it is an insane situation we are living in. Yeah. Uh,
2: They just ran it back. There's funny uh, details of this. All the, like, progressive senators at this time, which, you know, this is before Bernie was a big name. You have Al Franken. They go into Harry Reid's office, uh, and they're, like, really pissed off. Like, what the hell happened? Um, They get some popcorn. They're there all all night. And uh, basically, Biden does not know they are all in the same room. So he calls each one of them individually. And gives the same oh, ten to fifteen minute
3: meandering. Oh my God! That's so embarrassing! <laughs> oh. I'm so embarrassed.
2: And he does not let them interrupt him. He just like keeps talking over them. Oh, they're and, all
3: laughing. Take you know, me off
2: speakerphone, Mac. <laughs> What's that look? He, he tells them, uh, "Quote: You can try." And this is from uh, this was originally from a book by Ryan Grimm, and he uh, summarized some of it for uh, on the Intercept. But he says. Um, Biden says, it boiled down to, you can trust me, I'm your friend, this is a good deal. And no one can get a word in. And and he does it to like all eight of them or whatever. And they basically, Harry Reid makes them take the deal uh, because it's going to pass anyway. So (laughs) this would have been uh, $3 trillion over 10 years that Biden just gave away. And we wouldn't be dealing with this debt ceiling thing now, uh, which was why after this, Harry Reid said, you're not allowed to send Joe Biden to negotiate with Republicans anymore. <laughs> and now he's the president of the country.
0: Wow. Cool. The master negotiator. No coin. He
2: was never
4: going to make a coin. He hates new technology like coins. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. I resent how much I've learned about this coin that is never going to
2: happen. <laughs> I mean, you never know. The only question is, what happens if somebody steals it? On
0: the, on its well, and effect. that's
4: the only plus side, is I get to invent Ocean's Eleven style heists of the
0: trillion dollar coin in my head. That doesn't exist, but... You get to do unlimited laundry. <laughs> and, yeah, you do laundry. <laughs> we did that. We talked about this in 2020, because Rashida Tlaib was doing the mint yeah. the damn coin thing. Right, It's been around for forever. Uh,
3: uh, yeah. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is a good idea. Like, they he should do... I mean, he should have just avoided this situation in the, in the first place by not giving everything to Mitch McConnell. But uh, hey, money's fake. That's the thing is the economy is and people conflate these two things. The economy is real, right? There are resources that are limited. There's labor that's real. But the way we measure it is arbitrary. You know, it's not actually pegged to the real life stuff. So we should, you know, if you have sovereign currency, you should use use it as you see fit. I, for one, support this
4: new shale oil pipeline going through West Virginia. <laughs> hmm.
2: um, well, in other news, do we want to uh, talk about the strike situation with the Supreme Court? Sure. How
4: much time do we got?
2: We got about ten minutes. Okay. Right. Unless there's something else people want to get to. Talk
3: about the writer strike, or is there something else going on?
2: Uh, no. That, well, this may affect the writer's strike, but the Supreme Court has ruled basically against workers. There is this. Um, <gasps> <laughs>
4: but we love workers.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: fuck the the, the concrete. Trucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I basically,
2: this goes back to eight to one. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> this goes back to uh, twenty seventeen. There's a Teamsters local that was on strike against five cement companies in around Seattle, and uh, the kind of the head company that took this up was called Glacier Northwest. Um, and when the strike began, there was still concrete in the trucks, um, and they said this was a...
1: Wet concrete. It was wet. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wet concrete, which became a a, a big, this, it's kind of funny that this went all the way up to the Supreme Court. We're talking about wet concrete becoming dry, uh, and they said, (laughs) (laughs) they said to the management, look, the concrete (laughs) is in there, um, and the drums are going to keep rotating. Uh, and we're gonna make we're gonna try to keep it wet, um, but the company didn't plan for there to be a strike, so eventually they had to offload the concrete, and then it got hard as concrete does.
4: And <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> and this happens in an episode of Cobra Kai, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, they take the concrete out of the truck to have the boys run around in the concrete truck.
3: Predictive programming. Interesting. This is an AI
2: written episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, they sued, the company sued the union for damages because they lost money because of this concrete. So this, you know, um, makes a question arise is like, is it, who's liable for pr- property damage in this sense? You know, you hear the term property damage doesn't always mean brick through window. Sometimes means the actual, uh, commodity at stake in a strike. Um, and there is a, what's called the Garmin preemption, uh, which, makes it so the national labor relations board is basically the arbiter of these disputes. And for a long time, the right has been trying to basically strip the NLRB of this authority and kick it to tort tort court, basically make it like little, you know, minor disputes and stuff, which would uh, give corporations the upper hand. Um, So their goal is to completely gut the NLRB what is important to note about this is that that's not quite what happened here. Uh, they, what the ruling said, basically, is that workers cannot call surprise strikes that cause property damage, or if they do, they'll be held liable. This particular case was kicked back to the Supreme Court in the state of Washington. Um, so the thing that Jane McAlevey uh, suggests is that the Teamsters actually try to settle with Glacier outside of the courts, um, so this cannot come up again because basically the reason that they ruled in this way and that they were not more like you know bloodthirsty is because this was not the per- this was not quite the right case to take away this uh, garment preemption. So they're waiting for a better case to where they can fully just gut the NLRB. It didn't come this time, but it's coming down the pike. Um, but I think a takeaway from this is that it's good to know that's been kind of reported. There's been maybe some alarmism that like, oh, it's illegal to strike now. That is, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can still go on strike. It's important for people to know that. Um, And if you look at, you know, when stuff like this has happened in the past, there are certain union officials or part of like that labor bureaucracy who will run with what is kind of, you know, exaggerated uh, information and say like, oh, we're not allowed to strike. Sorry, guys, we can't do it uh, as a way of kind of, getting out of, you know, actually mm. having their feet to the fire and, and being a militant uh, union. So Just What are they so not
0: allowed to do now?
2: They basically, so they can't, if they know that they're going to, for instance, uh, have a strike and the concrete's going to get dry um, and cause, cost the company money, they can't do that. They so can't, it's like,
3: about the property damage. Yeah. yeah.
2: They're not
4: allowed to play around with cement anymore after the last time. Because cement, you know, somebody's going to get hurt with all that cement going around. That's fucked up. Or not going around. Right. I think
0: you should be allowed to destroy a truck. I think it's yeah, cool. I feel
3: like that's like the main part of a strike is like getting in someone's yeah. face and making it inconvenient to ignore. Well, yeah, the Supreme Court
0: doesn't feel
4: that way. So,
2: <laughs> and that's the other thing is you know there's a lot like wildcat strikes. That basically means it is wow. illegal. It, you're breaking law by going on strike. You know, but a lot of teachers have done that in places like West Virginia, and it turns out when you have enough people breaking the law. The law kinda can't do much, <laughs> you know? Mm.
0: They can't wow. arrest all the teachers. Yeah. Totally. There's so. too many cats in this bag. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> what were
3: Bustafers. you gonna say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh.
3: Bustafer Jones. Oh now. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck, that was a perfect opportunity to
3: <laughs> call up back his name.
0: To Jones. Shout wait, out. so
3: question. Do we have time for a question? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> so we got five minutes.
3: Let's get at it. So Let's I was thinking, okay, wait, so so yeah, you're saying we didn't actually lose the right to strike, and it's dangerous rhetoric to suggest that we did, let everyone know that we still have the right to strike. But isn't it kind of vague to say, um, you know, you now you can't strike if you're going to inflict property damage. You're going to, like, decrease the value of this asset. Like, isn't that kind of left up to the corporation to define?
0: Yeah, it's, like, open for yeah. interpretation, right? Yeah, and they can, like
2: who's you know, to say
3: what is damaged? Like, oh, you damaged the company's reputation. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, that's property in a sense. And uh, that's why it's bad. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's probably going to be the next, you know, 10, 20-odd years of labor, you know, this is court Supreme cases. Court rocks. That's I love really everything
0: right. they've been doing. Like we love court their work. They set, uh, they set precedent for people to right. make arguments like that in the future. Right. That's Agreed. what the fucking problem with all these things is.
4: Well, they set precedent. I'm busy stacking dead precedents. <laughs> God damn it! I'm launching my rap career this show, and I want <laughs> to. I'm not gonna wait for plugs. I'm gonna
0: put it in now. I am a surgeon. <laughs> I am a surgeon of the podcast.
3: Do you work uh, in a kitchen? I'm a bartender. I we'll see house. you with your quart uh, plastic container.
0: Oh yeah. No, regular dishes are for losers. You can hold so <laughs> much stuff in a quart container. Yeah, I only drink out of quart containers.
4: That trick-and-treat bowl that the, uh, the skeleton's holding, you can fit more salad in that than a normal bowl by like a lot because of yeah. how many Reese's it can hold. And then you have
0: to have a little you skeleton yell you. fit more yellow, salad you know. in the
3: rice cooker.
4: <laughs> That's true. And we well, should I get the skeleton in an even bigger bowl.
0: <laughs> it's true. They should I make an Instant Pot that has a little scary skeleton on it.
4: Don't turn like, him
0: eh. on. He's a problem. Oh, does he
3: turn on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I think
0: someone might have taken his batteries out or something. because oh, he's a goddamn he issue. issue. He used to scream at us while oh, we podcast. Oh, no podcasted. fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. but it we, had to,
4: we put him in the corner facing the wall, and he <laughs> <I it> just <laughs> still <laughs> kept going up. <laughs> he
3: didn't like that.
4: <laughs> they.
3: Hey. Like, not, we don't
4: and know. they were scaring
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Grim Reaper. Don't gender the Grim Reaper. Okay, well, uh, I have to go to work. Let's do plugs and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is all very depressing. Thank you for the research, Anders. I'm the leader of the podcast, as we established. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your service. Alex is here, and we have guests. All... Yeah, so let's do the guests first.
1: I'm named Makara Caravani, and yeah, check out our podcast, Cargo Cult, uh, on all platforms, and you can follow me <laughs> at Naomi Caravani. Yeah, we have like eight episodes, seven episodes out right now. We cover Neom and QTel. We uh, cover the rise SpaceX. of TikTok.
3: Talk about Larry Ellison and Oracle. Yeah, we go about
1: into chatbot history, which yes. was really fun. So check us out.
4: Man, I love Neom. I'm oh Neom my god, peeled.
1: I'm fucking
3: obsessed. Yeah, I want, I'm
0: moving to Neom.
1: I want
3: every episode on Neom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is Neom?
3: Have oh, to to the oh my god.
4: Why didn't so we talk about we this for a full out. hour? I'm okay. so upset
3: okay. that our heart out is, is coming. We'll do
4: another episode on neon, Damn. that's fine. Give
0: me yeah, the elevator we'll
3: It's Okay, it's basically this giant-ass smart city that they're building in Saudi Arabia. What? Oh, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> you, I seriously don't okay, know about this. It's crazy shit. Like, there's going to be swimming lanes for kids to get to school. What the fuck? Everything. And, okay, picture a giant skyscraper, but instead of it being tall and skinny, it's tall and long. Yeah. And there's, like, That's a high-speed like train Saudi's that gets from end to end with nine
1: eleven.
0: Why would you reinvent that? <laughs>
3: and it's all in a no, line in stupid. the <laughs> desert. And the scariest part, yes, it's literally in the desert and a mirrored skyscraper. So if you're, like, outside, you, in theory, don't see it. You just see the sand dude surrounding. What the and fuck? And it's going to be an autonomous zone, so it's not going to be governed by the laws of Saudi Arabia. Oh so my could god. So it's, like, it's like the ruling class, like fucking like, wet dream it, fantasy. It's Elysium, but surveillance state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. right now, it is a, just a hole in the right ground. Right now, it's just being under under construction. Also, none but. of this will happen, but that's the idea. I disagree, and <laughs> Naomi and I had a giant debate on this. Okay, well, right. I, I, I hope it happens. into that plug. <laughs> I hope it happens.
4: And we can hear about this in your
3: podcast? Yes, yes, which is called Cargo Cult.
4: Okay. Subscribe now, Cargo Cult. I have dates. Um, Which let's... are? Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> next Friday and Saturday, if you live in New England, I am opening for Ben Wasserman on tour. Uh, Dover, New Hampshire, uh, uh, June 9th, and then Cambridge, Massachusetts, Massachusetts June 10th. And uh, the show is about death, and he's going he's gonna to fucking get in your face and yell at you because that's how Ben does comedy. And then I'll also be there. I'm also the sound guy, so I've doing a lot of things at these shows. you got to get out. Mm-hmm.
0: Anders, you got anything? Uh,
2: add Anders Lee
4: on
0: Twitter. Dursley1 Instagram. Follow the hockey player, Anders Lee, on Twitter <laughs> and not that's and Anders Lee. That's Anders too. Um, I don't think I have any plugs. Thanks for coming to the shows in Austin. They were really fun. Uh, that's it. It's finished.
1: Let's go leave.
3: Ah.
1: I'm the captain.